0: Hey Bed family, we don't often do promotions, but there's a couple of charity promotions we feel passionate about. One of them is Ballot Ready. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. You can go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From ballot ready, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or when you vote in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. Especially this year with changes to polling places and vote by mail laws as a result of COVID, it's more important than ever to have a plan to vote. Every election is a local election. The local elections matter and local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute. They monitor the quality of our drinking water and they start national issues at home. They choose the leadership of our schools. They do so many more things and it's important to be informed um, and active in our local communities. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. It can be difficult. It can be difficult to know every single race on the ballot and to know the candidates and their positions. So go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to get that information to make a plan to vote and then to vote informed. See you in November.
1: Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Hello. How do you do? Doing pretty good. Hey, Lincoln, how's it going?
2: Going pretty good.
1: Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Uh, How are you both? What's going on?
2: Hmm, I'm pretty good today a little sleepy. I had a really busy day yesterday, um, so today I'm just trying to take it easy.
1: What'd you do yesterday <laughs> that was so busy?
2: Um, Haley's mom and her mom's husband came to town, so we, um, we went all over the place. We got outdoor brunch at this place. Um, we took a drive to Another town to go to like this nice little grocery. And then, um, we, oh, we went to the San Francisco Zoo for a bit.
1: That sounds really nice. It sounds, yeah. uh, almost like pre COVID, you know? <laughs>
2: it does a little bit.
1: You could just go out and do things.
2: I would have was The zoo, actually, because, um, There just wasn't a ton of people there, and there were, like, circles drawn everywhere, and all of the, like, fake animal statues that children climb on were covered up with tarps.
3: Dang. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've actually never been to San Francisco, as you know, only to uh, San Diego many, many, many times.
3: I've never been to the zoo in San Francisco.
2: It's nice, but I like the San Diego Zoo more.
3: Yeah, that's the well, yeah. famous one.
1: <laughs> uh, Lindsay, how was your weekend?
3: Uh, It's been good. What did I do yesterday? <laughs> I, I always immediately forget. <laughs> um, I watched, oh, last night we watched Night of the Living Dead. Or maybe the night before. That's
1: very on and point cool. for this time of year
3: yes i'd never seen it before really liked it um i haven't really done i haven't really left the house until today we went to get um coffee in koreatown and then we got donuts at this place called donut friend that makes all vegan donuts and they're all named after like emo punk bands that's nice are they good yeah, oh, they're so good. Mm, that
1: sounds really good. Do they ship? I'm just curious. I'm not a huge donut person, but just curious.
3: I don't know. You know what? I'm not as big of a donut person as I feel like I used to be as a kid. But these are you know, worth it every once in a while. Yeah. I like donuts, but I don't ever crave them. Yeah. Sometimes I crave them. Um
2: I miss uh country style though those those are probably yeah best. <laughs>
1: they will always be number one in my well, heart. the apple nostalgic
2: Damn. for our
1: listeners this was like our local donut shop where we grew up where it's the only one i can think of it was before the donut craze but just like this tiny little family business that did you know homemade donuts in their great. well i guess let's get started um, I thought for our tell us apart moment, um we would I would ask you guys a question <laughs> which I've been trying to figure <laughs> out, and not sure I've landed on an answer, but um, in the spirit of the season, what do you think the value of Halloween is
2: um fun <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> a break from tedium and the um, unscary, I guess.
1: What did you say? Beyond scary? Yeah.
2: I said a break from tedium and like the unscary.
3: Oh, the unscary. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't really understand the question like is the question like why do we celebrate it still or like what's fun about it what do we like about it personally yeah both
1: i mean i know it's tradition why we continue to celebrate it and i think it's it's definitely fun i think more fun as kids than as adults unless you are going to really elaborate costume parties um I don't know I was just trying to I was just trying to think about this today like what is the value of it
3: I used to not like it as much because uh I mean as an adult because I don't really care to like dressing up is fun but I don't really have the patience or the follow-through to like plan out a costume all year (laughs) and put it together I'm more the type to like and I'm also not the type to like buy things specifically for a costume that I will wear once so I'll usually just like look in my closet and try and figure like (laughs) we dressed up yesterday for a birthday Halloween birthday zoom where Nina was Paul Hollywood from Great British Bake Off and I was Prue And all I did was, like, put on a pair of her glasses and (laughs) wrap a computer charger cord around my neck. (laughs) Because that's kind of what all of her stupid jewelry looks like. Um, So in that way, I'm not really, like, a big Halloween fan. But I do, like, I've grown to like it more because um, I guess I've grown to, like scary movies more and i like the opportunity to think about like
1: um death i guess (laughs) (laughs) oh you know i hadn't (laughs) thought about that i don't think we definitely don't in american culture have like a clear way of mourning or addressing death do you know what I mean? Like not the same way they right. have in Judaism where they sit Shiva or in other cultures where there is like a real ritualistic death practice.
3: Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that a lot recently because this is the one year or around this time of year, kind of early October is the one year anniversary since one of my friends from high school died. And I was thinking about it because his birthday was like two days ago just like we do not really have any are we are our mourning practices in america but maybe like more broadly all of western culture are really repressive it's oh, kind of like it's atrocious
1: if you're lucky you get bereavement days and you get three <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right, and that's for, like, close family. Yeah. But there's and not really... Names,
1: like, siblings, parents, grandparents, or the same for your partner. But, like, what if you had a best friend who was, like, your sister? No <laughs>
3: bereavement. <laughs> no bereavement. And you can't really talk... Like, you maybe get, uh, you know, a short period of time in which you're able to sort of talk about it with your friends. But then after that, it becomes... There's, like, a
2: if they didn't know the first
3: period after which it's weird and it makes people uncomfortable and you're just supposed to kind of like be quiet about it not that anybody would tell you that but you can just sense that people are uncomfortable talking about death
2: it's like take all the time you need as long as you hurry up
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. or or like <laughs> just don't tell us about it do you know what i mean like oh we, yeah. we pro- you're you're probably still sad but it's just like socially weird, it's not like necessarily like it's unacceptable, but it would be socially weird to keep talking about it, yeah, like have you guys seen there's this new h b o show I'm looking up what it's called right now, I don't remember It's something with John Wilson, um <laughs> and it is, yeah, okay, so the New York Times wrote an article about it. John Wilson reveals the absurd poetry of New York. Um, and it's just this filmmaker who, in the very first episode, it's about small talk, and he's going around New York, and it's just, like, most of it is just, like, very first person where you see the camera, seeing what he sees, and, like, you see a lot of his hands in the frame. But he's talking to people, and, like, what is acceptable in small talk and what is not acceptable, um, and giving, you know, advice, like, you can talk about the weather, you can talk about you know, like watering your plants, you uh, please don't talk, tell how your plant was given to you by your ex-girlfriend who you, you know, deeply miss. And, you know, no, longer <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so it's very, yeah, I feel like it's like that with grief and loss as well. Um, in this one scene of the show, he is, um, I recommend everyone watch this. I thought it was really interesting and insightful. Um, but in this one scene, he's at a travel agent talking to the travel agent and the woman just starts telling him all about her ex-husband and, like, getting deep. And he's sort of saying, like, don't get deep with strangers. But, you know, without spoiling it, you see how, to some degree, it's sort of un- uh, unavoidable. Do you know what I mean? Like, small yeah. talk becomes big talk. <laughs> I don't know. You can just get to the point where you pass that social barrier and it keeps going but um, I agree it's not socially acceptable to I don't and you know just continue to be sad and, and publicly feel your feelings
3: it's just odd it's not even that you know I mean I was thinking about it because of my friend it's not even that I'm like everyday weeping or anything but you know I wanted to I, I think especially with social media like grieving is this weird part of me is like if my if I died and my friends like said something about it once and then never spoke about me again I might be sad about that but also there's an element of you don't want to feel like you're performing grief for other people to see you being sad yeah I don't know
1: yeah, I, I feel like a lot of remembrance of people doesn't happen publicly. Do you know what I mean? It's just like in your mind. And right. like people continue to live until they're no longer remembered.
3: Like Coco. Yeah. But
1: Oh, I loved that film. That was a lovely film. Oh, that too. was... Film.
3: i think i would
2: like halloween a little more if it were sort of pointed towards like self-reflection and remember you're mortal but for me halloween has never been that it's always been more of like uh spooky scary skeletons
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's fun though <laughs> i mean i think that uh those things can go together i wish that we had more of like any uh a focus on ancestors in Halloween. That's what I like about Dia de los Muertos. Oh, I agree. I wish we
1: celebrated that as well. It's not part of our own particular heritage, but I think it is so valuable honestly i think i felt like more moved than i probably should have been and looking at like an animated display of like pictures of ancestors you know what i mean and like given all of them i was like that's really meaningful we don't know our ancestors yeah i barely remember you know the names of our own like grandma's parents i'm not you know what i mean it's just like such a short line how back our memory goes
3: yeah I'd like to, uh, maybe that's like a worthwhile family project is to like, try and look into that more.
2: I mean, I think. Oh,
3: yeah. I just don't know.
1: Something Lauren has in her house that I really like. I know we're a bit meandering, but she's got a, um, like a gallery wall, but it's all family photos. So it's photos from our family and then photo from Will's family just sort of mixed together. And I love it because I imagine if I were one of her girls growing up in that house, do you know what I mean? You would just see so many pictures of family members and ask stories about what was happening in the pictures, you know? Yeah. So I love that idea. Anyway, I think that I'm glad I asked that question because I think it's interesting. Not that like everything has to have a deep and, you know, metaphorical or meaningful uh purpose but I just couldn't think of one for Halloween and it makes me like it better sort of thinking about what it could be yeah the only other idea on that um would be that maybe it's about whimsy you know there's like very little in our culture that allows us to be whimsical and maybe it is you know on one day of the year a celebration of of whimsy and like allowing people to put on Um, an identity or explore or experiment in a way that they would be afraid to in their real self but in some ways like putting on the mask or the costume could be an expression of you know true self that you're just not you know comfortable enough to share in your real life yeah yeah i was i was just thinking like if you're a killer but you can't let people know you're a killer except on halloween
3: yeah it's probably the best holiday for killers they probably love it
1: yeah murderers are like the one day the one day everybody you know they just get me
2: i love your costume what costume
1: (laughs) The uh every other day is my costume. (laughs) That's how I (laughs) that's how I survive.
2: A tie is a noose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sort of is. That's dark. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Um moving on, I guess let's get to the heart of it. We're sort of already on topic, but um being that it is Halloween week, Halloween season, October time of year, we thought for today's episode um, we would talk Halloween and things, uh, spooky, scary Halloween movies, uh, horror fiction, horror literature, um, and typically things you know in that trick or treat vein, <laughs> <laughs> in that jack o' lantern sort of spirit.
2: There is one thing I wanted to mention before we go into. It. Fiction, you said earlier that you think that Halloween is typically more fun when you're a kid, but for me, it's been sort of the direct opposite. Because as a kid, um, my costumes weren't that great, mom would like wrap me up in toilet paper and call me a mummy, <laughs> and then <laughs> we would
3: that's a great costume,
1: yeah, I agree. That's a clever, on hand material costume, no shame
3: better than, like, buying a cheapo costume that could catch on fire and we'll just go into a landfill.
2: Okay. Um, well, it's a good <laughs> costume, but, like, half that toilet paper was falling off me. I just remember, like, stepping on it everywhere.
1: But I, I appreciate
2: Mom's effort, and I love her. Okay,
1: let's divorce ourselves from Lincoln's feelings on the costume.
3: Go ahead,
2: <laughs> I was going to say, like, as a kid... We would go trick or treating in grandma's neighborhood. Um, but it was kind of slow going because mom would like stop to chat with all of the neighbors that she knew. Yeah. The next house. Um, but as an adult, um, I don't know. I found that the Halloween season typically produces like the best, funnest, most creative parties.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember what? the same that like walking around grandma's neighborhood for Halloween always like, uh, it was disappointing compared to your expectations.
1: <laughs> I don't have any negative memory. I, truly, I don't have very many memories of Halloween whatsoever. I just remember the candy. <laughs> like separating my candy you know like putting it uh, pouring it out and then wanting to organize it by like type of candy and like my preferences and just wanting to protect and hoard it that's my
2: (laughs) Halloween (laughs) I didn't organize my candy that's interesting
1: yes I guess that speaks to our personalities um I can see that Lincoln I can see how it's fun as an adult I feel like My most enjoyable Halloweens as an adult have been like related to big, you know, expansive parties where people, looks like we lost Lincoln, maybe he'll jump back in. People put a lot of effort into um, decorating, you know, like with Lincoln's back, (laughs) 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 it's like spooky trees on the windows and, you know, and the kind of you know like food displays where there's like you know it looks like science experiments and beakers and eyeballs and just like spooky pinterest basically halloween (laughs) where it's a big deal that i like you know i've never been to any of those like new england farm horror corn mazes things though so as a kid or an adult i can't speak to any of that
3: i have been to some like corn mazes and but not like gosh You like, cut people out can either. jump out at you to scare you that's not for me <laughs> have you seen that tweet that's like if I'm paying $30 to go into a haunted house I better die <laughs> 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 that's kind of how I feel about it I'm like what a waste of money they better just <laughs> yeah
1: well I mean some people just like that adrenaline it's like how it's easy to scare yourself Even as an adult, if, like, I'm getting up in the night and I'm, like, you know, going into the kitchen, like, it would be easy for me to freak myself out. (laughs) There's, like, there's just, like, a little, like, anticipation or a thrill to it, and some people really like that. Um, I'm not one of those people who really like that, but also I scare easily... Anyway, like it's not uncommon for Matt to scare me in our apartment just by him like walking into a room suddenly and I'll <laughs> go, oh, and he's like, who did you think it was?
3: But, <laughs> that used to happen to me all the time. My old roommate would just like walk into a room and I go. Ugh!
1: It just is startling. It it just never fails. I'll jump. I just get very, very easily startled. Um, But I guess keeping going on this our you know talk about Halloween, what I'm most interested in talking about is um what makes movies or you know horror literature, gothic literature scary? What about it, or what things do you find scary, and why and i I guess I can start um I find the the things that I find the most scary, I think, beyond just, like, classic shock, you know, where, like, something jumps out at you and it's, like, a horrible demon face or something. I think the things that I find the most scary are the uncanny. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, you know, like, walking in, in a horror movie, walking into a kitchen and, like, the cabinet doors are open. You know, and you want them to be shut so that you feel safe and everything feels like, like it should be. But because they're open and it's like in disarray, it feels uncanny like something bad is about to happen. Or like, um, what is that movie? I forget where, because I don't watch that many horror movies, where the woman is taking a shower and the killer is like coming at her in the shower. Oh, the Hitchcock Psycho? Movie? Yeah, it? Psycho. Yeah, where it's like uh, that scene is also classically uncanny because in your shower, where you're naked, where you're at home, you're supposed to above all feel, you know, like warm and safe and just like the concept that someone could be like coming at you in your shower I think is one of the most horrifying images there, there are
2: ever and There's a movie I watched recently that does this really really well. Um it's called The Invisible Man. Have you seen oh. it?
3: I haven't.
1: Oh, I haven't, but I remember that that had Elizabeth yeah, Moss in I it, didn't
2: it? So. Um but basically the premise well pff. all right, spoiler alert if you're going to watch Invisible Man. <laughs> But, like, there is an invisible man (laughs) who is the (laughs) primary villain in this movie, and he's, like, stalking the main girl. So within shots in the movie, she'll be, like, asleep in bed or about to fall asleep, and then the camera will pan to, like, uh, the wall directly in front of her. And it'll just show the wall, but it'll make you feel like he's standing there watching her, even if you can't see him. It's just freaky.
3: Mm.
1: oh yeah that is like a, a perfect perfect example yeah. of the uncanny it's just like the normal stuff that like one thing is off one thing is slightly strange and it suddenly the normal becomes horrifying
3: i'm trying to think of what's scary to me in horror movies i think Now, man, I guess I don't really, like, hang on to scary images. Like, they don't haunt me. But when I'm watching a scary movie, like, the reason that I feel like I haven't watched many to date is because I find the violence of it, like, very jarring in the moment. Especially if it's, like, a very bloody... Like, I hate gory like body horror but i don't mind a horror movie that's like just eerie or like the uncanny sense that you're talking about that i don't mind and that i like am interested in exploring but when it's yeah when it's like blood and gore and bodies being torn apart that to me is like really repulsive uh,
1: For me, I think it depends how graphic it is. Obviously, I don't personally want to see, you know, graphic violence, but something like Kill Bill where it's, sure. I mean, I don't really well, consider it's that horror, but it's incredibly violent and there's like blood spurting, but it's kind of, you know, it's almost
3: comical
1: or like, well, it's yeah. like I don't know. It's like it's just very, That's different,
3: would... I feel like when it's stylized violence, it's, it's, it's unreal, That's me. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, I can deal with better and I'm not like super weak stomached about seeing violence on in TV or movies. It's just not necessarily my preference.
1: I just don't want to get desensitized to it. Like speaking of real horror, I feel like there are, were so many times this year where we saw real horrifying things like George Floyd or like, um, the all the videos of not this year actually, but in previous years, of like Americans kidnapped by terrorists and you're seeing them executed in, you know, by people in like orange jumpsuits or like there is like real horror footage that exists and I personally yeah. can't watch it. I have the stomach for it. I just it just I don't want it to like degrade something about who I am as a person, but I also don't know what that line is between witnessing and you know what, like how necessary is the visceral witness? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I typically don't watch the like graphic videos in the news. If it's, I'll try and read it, but it also depends on, like, my mindset. If I'm having a bad day, I don't want to watch or read these extra horrible things that are happening in the world. Although, like, it's important to know that they're happening.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I forgot your
3: original question. What was it?
1: It was, why do the things that scare us, scare us? Like, why are the things in horror films, you know, whether they be unique scenes or like common repeating tropes, like why are they actually scary? Hmm. It was kind of an intellectual question because um, as someone who doesn't, you know, super appreciate horror, I like the theory behind it. I like thinking about it. I guess I like the whys, but for me, it's not like I find it intensely pleasurable watching it. Like, for example, we talked once, I think, on the podcast about how I had watched, um, what is it called? What was that, like, Midsommar. Swedish movie?
2: Midsommar. What?
1: Yeah, Midsommar. Like, now, months later, I look back on that, and I think that that was, you know, like, an enjoyable movie. But at the moment, I despised I it. it. I had, like, such a strong hate reaction. I finished that movie, and I was, like, wanting to, like, spit. I was, like... Worst most terrible. Movie oh, I, I really, really liked it. it.
3: That's so funny.
2: No, I also still hate it because it terrified me. Um, I think, like, a focus of the movie was like tripping and mushrooms and drink this, like, ayahuasca esque tea. Um, and, like, that movie sort of drew on my own memories of my experiences using, like, psychedelics or whatever. And I know that it, like, distorts your entire reality and, like, sort of puts you on edge. So mixing that with, like, murder, horror, sex cult freaks me the fuck out. I hated that
1: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like there were beautiful beautiful scenes in it but also yeah like it gave me a bad feeling it gave me like the heebie-jeebies everything that we're what you know that you're watching in your movie it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and i'm like Ooh. Uh, i loved it
3: <laughs> i finished it i was like cool that was cool
1: yeah aesthetically beautiful and horrifying at the same time I mean, it sort of felt like if, not Wes Anderson, but like a really bright, uh, you know, like Italian film, you know, kooky filmmaker had started a movie. and But it's just a sunshine yeah. horror. Do you know what I mean? You think it's going to be different and it's something different. And it just takes a dramatic turn. And And that's also uncanny that it's a sunshine horror. Because we're used to, you know, like Cabin in the Woods type movies yeah. where it's all dark. And most of the horror movie is filmed in like low light and that adds to sort of the creepiness. But this was the beautiful, you know, like Swedish countryside. I yeah. think <laughs> And so that made it horrifying as well because you should, you think that you should feel safe and you're just I think that movie
2: extra upset me as well because I kind of got tricked into watching it. Um, Like Haley and a couple of our friends asked if I wanted to go see this movie and they said it was a thriller. And I said, sure, it sounds fun. But I am an idiot because I didn't realize that thriller meant like, psychological thriller in my head a thriller just meant like an action movie it's thrilling i was expecting like john wick or, so, or something when I...
1: yeah for me thriller is like legal drama or a legal drama <laughs> yeah a thriller or do you know what i mean You're like, like the, the pelican brief uh... yeah i mean that's a thriller or to me, like, Thriller is like a story where, I guess exactly like John Wick, like like Lincoln said, where someone gets wronged and they're out for revenge and it's like a thrill ride.
3: Yeah.
1: But I don't think horror. Horror is horror. Yeah. Thriller is thriller. <laughs> yeah, I think you maybe got
2: tricked. I, it was
3: a little my own fault. bit tricked. Yeah, I think you just didn't know what the word meant.
2: I just thought Thriller action movie
1: yeah well any other thoughts on what scenes from films best of Halloween classic things um, that you find scary and we can talk mm. about why there's one
3: movie that I always think about as being the scariest movie I ever saw like at a sleepover or anything and it was that Stephen King movie Storm of the Century have you ever seen it? no Okay.
1: No, I've seen a lot of Stephen King, but not that one. There's, like,
3: a town on an island, I think, you know, probably off the coast of Maine because all of his stuff is set in Maine. And, um, like, they, the people in the, it's a very small town, and the people in the town, like, I think they start killing each other or something. Um, something starts happening to them where lots of people start dying and the children start disappearing. And I think ultimately it has to do with like demonic possession <laughs> or there's some kind of like evil spirit that wants to come and take the children away. Um, but that really scared me. And I think, I don't know if this is true for you, but I feel like maybe because of the way we were raised, I find movies about demonic possession like more scary than other types of scary movies.
1: Oh, yeah. I think anyone who grew up religious in any bent, you know, whether that's Catholicism or Christianity or, you know, even other religions, I feel like when you grow up with the narrative of good and evil that's very literal and real to you, anything about like, demons or the devil taking you or or like exorcism or like possession that is yeah well and there were all those like
3: Mormon um what do you call that like folk stories but they're like modern you know like people would get up and bear their testimonies about like i don't know the reason why missionaries aren't allowed to swim is because like satan has control of the waters and that kind of thing is like alexa stop what'd you say
2: oh um i said alexa stop oh (laughs) 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 what is alexa doing
1: (laughs) uh Yeah, I agree. Lindsay, I'm still afraid of stuff like that. And you're true. You're exactly right that there are there are stories like that. The one I I remember most vividly as a trope is like people saying, recounting experiences where there was like, oh, they feel like there was like a weight on their chest. Yeah, you know, and the room gets really dark and they can't move. Things like that. It's just like, I feel like all religious people believe in. I don't know, like ghosts or like evil to believe in to believe in good you have to deeply also believe in the existence of
3: evil and that's scary yeah do you believe in ghosts uh I don't (laughs) know (laughs) I know I was just Uh, do you believe in ghosts I mean no but kind of no but I'm open minded if that makes sense like do you remember that um, when grandma had that dream about like meeting one of our ancestors or something and then she was like it was because she was looking for a name to take to the temple and she couldn't find it and then she had this dream and she like remembered the person's name that kind of is like that kind of no thing. I don't remember that I want to be open minded to like There's stuff I don't know, and maybe I don't have a name for it. Maybe the name isn't Ghost, but, like, you know, there's a lot we can't sense with our five senses, and I realize that that's, like, leaves the door open for a lot of, like, (laughs) conspiracy theory type of weirdness. But, no, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm just, like, willing to be spooked a little bit, you know? I mean, I feel like I...
2: I feel like I believe more in souls than I believe in ghosts, if that makes sense. So, like... uh uh-huh. Souls? Souls. What did you say? Souls? What <laughs> say? that again? W-A-L-S? W-A-L-S?
1: Soul.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, S-O-U-L-S. Okay, I'm okay. sorry.
2: I really couldn't hear you. Um, Like, I believe someone dies, then their soul, if it exists, probably goes somewhere. But I don't think like there are ghosts who stay here on Earth and just haunt stuff.
1: I mean, I don't think I necessarily think of like haunting, but if someone were to tell me like you know, a house was haunted or, do you know what I mean, like someone someone who they know died in a disturbed way and they were sort of you know in between or not at peace or something. I don't know if I would believe that, but maybe maybe I would I think
3: yeah, I think I'm in that same I'm not willing to be so much of like an a scientific analytical thinker as to be like, no, none of that exists. None of that's real.
2: I just feel like every ghost story that I've heard, I've been like that's not true (laughs) or like every ghost story show where it's like they bring in the night vision goggles and they go to the old warehouse oh
3: yeah well that's all fake obviously that's all like pretty. well is it
2: if ghosts are real
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying ghosts are real i'm saying like you know there there are more things in heaven and earth horatio yeah,
1: I don't believe in any like scientific-esque types of measurements of like uh paranormal right. activity. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like whether or not ghosts are real, there's something about the human being human and it's probably our fascination with death. Humans continue to be fascinated by them because it's all over our movies it's all over our literature um i started with reading beloved when we were at the beach by we i mean some of our family members were at the beach in august and beloved starts with ghosts the idea of ghost this like mom you know not exactly being haunted but the house is haunted by her dead daughter i've never read that book Um, it's I, have, I haven't finished reading it. But the part that I read was lovely and complex. It's not easy reading. It's not accessible reading. It's tough reading, but yeah. it's quite beautiful.
3: I've read The Bluest Eye. And that was also not easy reading, but good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the fascination with ghosts is the fascination with with death and wanting more because like there's the bad side of ghosts where you think of like an evil presence is out to get me. But the positive side of ghosts is like my dead friend or family member is here with me. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel them with me now. I know that they want the best for me or something like that.
2: I kind of want to talk about like, what's the scariest experience you had as a kid? Because for me, the scariest like book I remember reading was um, scary stories to tell in the dark, because <laughs> I had all yeah. of those crazy, like creepy and twisted uh, illustrations. And I, I, remember finding that in like the elementary school library, and going like, "What the fuck? Why is this here <laughs> for kids?"
1: Oh, I didn't know you got scared <laughs> Well, that scared freaks me, Matt.
2: me out. And then have. I remember um, being really afraid of the Disney movie Hocus Pocus
3: as a kid. Oh. I love that. That's such a that classic. One did scare me though. A I liked movie. it up until like I didn't find it scary until they got to the graveyard part. I always found graveyards very scary. Mm.
1: You know, I don't remember finding that one so scary, but you know what I did find really scary? The movie oh, The Witches.
3: Whoa.
1: The Roald Dahl movie? Just like the concept that you could be this, you know, first Put into a painting or a picture and then disappeared from the picture. That concept is, was horrifying. Dang.
3: Uh, yeah, I really like that one. You that? know they they made a remake that's like available on HBO Max now with Anne Hathaway in the Angelica Houston role.
1: Oh, love to watch it. Hadn't heard about that. Yeah, Lincoln, I don't have that many memories of being scared from childhood, per your question, Um, or reading that much scary literature as a kid. I remember reading a Fear Street book, which was like one level higher than, I don't know, whatever those R.L. Stein books were for kids. Goosebumps. It was like one level. I would think it was like the teenage version of Goosebumps books. And I read this Fear Street novel when I was too young. I was maybe 10 or 11. And I remember it was about two high school girls and they were twins. And there was like a good girl and a bad girl. And the bad girl had like a blue butterfly tattoo and the good girl didn't have one. Um, and that's how you could tell them apart. And I don't remember the, anything about the narrative of the story, but it like freaked Whoa, wait, me wait, Do out. you remember <laughs>
3: the Halloween episode of Boy Meets World where... Um, they get locked in the classroom, they have detention, and they all get locked in and they start dying one by one and they think that the janitor is the one killing them. Do you remember that? And it was very spooky, but they also like were making a lot of jokes in it. But I watched that as a kid. I vaguely whoa, that. you should revisit. I remember watching that and finding it so so scary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I actually love holiday episodes on sitcoms. I think it's just like, uh
0: yeah. interesting
1: for writers to explore common themes. But no, I don't have that many. Uh, can't really think of scary things from childhood, in terms of like actually being exposed to scary movies or literature everything i was scared of i think i was exposed to too young by accident you know reading that scary book too early
0: or i have a memory of
1: like watching a rated r movie at a friend's house where i'm sure i wouldn't have been allowed to watch the movie but like her parents were watching the movie and we watched this like like city thriller (laughs) And to this day, I'm scared of that movie. i never watched it again. It was called oh. A Cowboy's Ways.
3: <laughs> I had a recurring nightmare as a kid that was based on the movie My Girl. Where I it was like, I was the My Girl. And Macaulay Culkin from that movie was my best friend. Do you guys remember that movie? All right. And then he died yeah, like he dies movie. in the movie. And I was so sad. And then in the recurring dream, every time after he died, these like G-men showed up and they were like, you can have your friend back, but you have to do one thing. And it was that I had to like go dig up his body and kill him again. Uh. And I never got to the uh. point where, like, where he would come back to life. It was always like, you know, cut to graveyard. It was horrible. That's a horrifying dream.
2: I remember I, when I was a kid, I had a dream For some reason, like, I was running away from a kidnapper, but I just could not get away. But the kidnapper was, um, he looked like Jim Carrey in the mask. (laughs) (laughs) He had this green face. It freaked me out.
1: Scary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in when you're dreaming, whatever you're dreaming is the reality. So, in the light of day, what you know is not scary could be True. completely horrifying in your dream. So, well, what else should we uh, talk about before wrapping up this issue? Anything else in your minds that's like best of Halloween?
2: Best Halloween um, movie is definitely Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge.
3: That's what I was gonna say.
2: <laughs> I don't think we can talk that... about Halloween without that. Are you, Are you... you kidding me? <laughs> <kidding?
3: laughs> <laughs> uh, Come never on, watch a little bit.
2: It's a Halloween staple.
3: You would have been too old. You would have been like an older teen when that came out.
1: Yeah. Um I think my best i think the most interesting horror movies are like the cabin in the woods or i really like horror comedy i mean really like in terms of having to like horror there's another there was like a new zealand horror comedy i really adored i think it was called homebound um maybe that wasn't it but it was about um this woman who gets put on house arrest, basically, and so she can't leave her house but the house is haunted. I should look up what it's called right now. It used to be Jennifer's body.
3: Oh, it's so good. No. That's Megan Fox, right? Yeah, it's Megan Fox and uh Amanda Seyfried are in it. And Megan Fox plays this like um like pretty popular Kind of mean teenage girl who gets turned into a like blood sucking succubus, basically. Um, it's really interesting, actually. A really great um, exploration of like the way <laughs> we we treat women and um looking at. Oh yeah.
1: Well, we didn't touch on that at all, but like um like feminist issues and <laughs> there's a lot just that could be said about that related to horror, like the haunting of Hill House and how in Shirley Jackson's novel, a lot of what's horrifying in that novel has to do with like the feminine you know becoming horrifying or uh or the maternal becoming horrifying
3: yeah there are a lot of themes in horror of like um yeah the maternal becoming horrifying but there are also plenty of movies about um Like abusive fathers. I just watched The Shining, and basically, that's all about this abusive father. And kind of what makes it scary is that so much of the movie is shot from the little boy's perspective. And you kind of feel how big Jack Nicholson's character is by comparison and how threatening.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that is a really beautiful shot movie. Um, but I wonder if some of it is so scary, because uh, it's so normal. And it's like in his mind, you know what I mean? Like, I know, well, in the, in in the book, you know, it's, it's a lot different, because it's not Jack Nicholson, who, you know, actually looks crazy in that film, but it just is like, What appears to be a very normal father, you know, that this is happening to. Um, Whereas in the movie, it it actually looks like it's a crazy man. Yeah. He's like gone off his rocker. Which I know Stephen King didn't love that casting, but I wonder if, like, what is horrifying, you know, or is just like normal things taken to. And extreme, yeah. and or like the corruption, it's just not
3: having the, that is supposed to be good or feel safe, um, like a father, a father's relationship, or like maybe that's what makes haunted houses so scary—is that they're supposed to be like a home is supposed to represent something, a beacon of safety.
1: Well, I mean, and that's the uncanny. It's like in Carrie she has so little information about starting her period and what's happening to her that like the the blood and like the horrifying peers you know who are teasing her it all becomes so yeah, you know, graphic and wrong. But it it actually is a very normal <laughs> and natural process for a young woman to go through. <laughs>
3: So it's like what you don't
1: know can be really scary. So maybe a a lot of it is like fear of the unknown. I think so. And some of it is hatred, actually. There's a lot of like fear of otherness where I think that we see in, in horror movies where you can just be terrified of what's other. But I mean, what if like the monsters are just nice, peaceful? What if like the Swedish folks in uh Midsommar, we just
3: didn't understand their culture well I like I the Adam's <laughs> family because
2: it does that exact twist
3: oh we just watched Adam's family values the other day I love that movie
1: <laughs> yeah I feel like this episode is like a name name dropping of of what to watch check out these Halloween um shows and and other things well, I think that'll pretty much uh, wrap us up. It's interesting, interesting talking about the themes we see. I guess interesting talking about what we value, what is valuable in Halloween, about what is scares us, why the scenes in movies are so scary, and um, what we like and don't like in horror films. Um, any anyone want to say anything else? Any last? thoughts or ideas
3: mm, not really okay tr- Trick uh, or stay treat. safe
1: out there folks trick-or-treat <laughs> trick-or-treat all right Say. all right until next time thanks for listening smell you later